when we were first kind of talking about it, you're like, yeah, you know, you know, the thing, family thing in Florida, it'd be really great if we could make it happen in Florida. I'm like, Florida, really? It's like, yeah, but you know, not, not like Florida that we normally go to. Cause you know, if you're in Mississippi and kind of, you got to like Destin or yeah. Pensacola, you really, you're going to South Alabama is where right. you're going. I mean, right. like they call it Florida, but we L- all know lower Alabama. Exactly. Yeah, LA. Yeah. Exactly. No, but this is like <laughs> Florida, Florida. This is, this is Miami and it's, it's bizarre. It can be bizarre. Cause Miami is a cigar city. Yeah. You know is. what I mean? Like it, it is. is, I would not classify Miami. I mean, except for the couple of weeks that we're here and we're, you know, representing and everything like we've turned Miami into a pipe city for, for a brief time. Right. But let's be real. This is a cigar. It's city. a cigar town. Yeah. And so what better place <laughs> to dive into the world of premium cigars? And again, just kind of, Wanting to search after that premium experience. Sometimes you want to go big or go home. Yeah. We're wanting to go big. We're wanting to spend some money. We're looking for not just a premium product, but a premium experience. Mm. And Mm. that's what we're going to be diving into uh, with cigars. Mm. So, John David, you know, one of the things you kind of referenced already is that there is in the pipe world or rather in the tobacco world, there's kind of these spheres that are relative are relatives, which is pipes and cigars. And one of the things that you and I have kind of talked about a bit off mic is just kind of the the reality of, you know, what you've you've been experienced in, in kind of the central Mississippi market of a lot of cigar businesses kind of you absorbing a lot of their customer base yeah, and that sure. sort of thing. And so having this kind of unique situation where the country squire, a celebrated and historied pipe shop, is also now kind of becoming the cigar hub. And those are two different worlds. They're related, but they're different. When you're going for a cigar, you kind of want this kind of like a a separate kind of experience than what you want from the pipe. And that's a tension that... I think it's fair to say you're still trying to navigate. You're still we are. trying I, I, to figure that out. I think, you know, even as we came into the show, I was kind of, you were asking me about the shop and, you know, some of my struggle now is, a, you know, owning an older business that you think would be very uh, mature and established and, you know, certainly we're doing okay, but... Uh, but but it's changing constantly because of these market forces that are like, well, we're we're a pipe shop, but we sell cigars and we're selling a lot more cigars than we used to, and so and 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 cigar customers are are different from pipe customers. It's, it is. It's <laughs> when, and that's the thing. Like they I, just are. It, it's a it's a whole different mindset, right? Really, uh, you know. And you can almost pick them out when they walk in the shop. It's just, it's just a different experience, man. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's lean in hard, right? Which is, I mean, at the moment, that's it's a little scary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. I know. You've been you've been trying to wipe, walk, like walk this tightrope. So this is this is the I, I recognize and appreciate the challenge that is laid before you. I want you to lean in, take the pipe hat off, yeah, put the cigar hat on, as I know yeah. you have done many times, yeah, and bring us into the world of premium cigars and that premium cigar experience. And the premium cigar experience, obviously, it. Um, it, it, it is a beautiful thing. It's something that, you know, as pipe smokers, we find a lot of familiarity with, but it also has a lot of its own art form that you might not be familiar with. Mm-hmm. And, um, the amount of, uh, skilled hands that have to go on a individual cigar before it makes it into your mouth, uh, you know, while you're enjoying it and lighting it up. It's, it's amazing how many people have to have to have input on that one cigar Man. before it can get to you and the time and care that it takes. And, and, and really, when you think about it, you think about how many they produce and how consistent they are in quality, particularly the really good ones, which we'll talk about. Yeah. It's amazing that some of them only cost, you know, 15, 20 bucks. You know, if you think about what went into that cigar, how much overhead it takes to 
to grow, store, cure, make sure it's all quality controlled, throwing out the ones that didn't quite make the cut. These are all handmade products. I mean, it's a hand it's a hand rolled cigar, and for it to burn consistently and the construction to be right, and, and then for it to get to your palate in Miami or Jackson, Mississippi or Houston, Texas or wherever you are, it's, it's kind of amazing that it doesn't cost more than what it does. You yeah, know? It, wow. it really it really is. It really really is. And so, uh, and, and it's funny to hear myself say that because you know people still come in. They're like, oh, I remember when, you know, you could buy you know, King Edward cigars at the Piggly Wiggly for, you know, a nickel or whatever. And boy, cigars were so cheap back then. And they were cheap. They, they were, you know, it's a different, a different beast to some extent. But, uh, but a handmade cigar that has a lot of thought put into it is a different experience. And it's a, it's a flavorful experience, something that's powerful. Uh, it's something that, you know, because of the uh, mindset, but also the physiology of it. It has an effect on your body uh, that's very calming and relaxing, which in some ways is very similar to a pipe. A premium experience with a cigar is a special thing. So can I, can I offer up a maybe a, uh, perhaps it's a stereotype. Yeah, because I guess of I course. think I, <laughs> this country square radio. I'm like, what, what else are we going to? That's do? what we major in. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. Uh, anyway, I, you know, and I'll go ahead. I guess and apologize to our cigar smoking listeners. But when I think about who a cigar smoker is, or perhaps maybe who I want to be as a cigar smoker, hmm. like as somebody who's going in. Yeah, I think as somebody who walks in with confidence. I think as somebody who goes up into the humidor. Mm-hmm you know, peruses for a moment, knows, but beyond that knows exactly what they want, Mm -hmm. knows how to order what they want, knows whether or not they can pick it up or if somebody has to to touch it. Cause you know, sometimes you don't know (laughs) in some of these humidors, especially in the modern, modern era. Yeah, sure. And then goes behind the counter, like whoever I just bought it from cuts it right there for me. I know how to tell them the kind of cut I want. Cause there's a couple different cuts and I want to know what that premium one is that lets them know. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I want to be able to sit in the lounge after they've torched and lit my cigar for me. Right. And I want to be able to, to sit and puff. And and, uh, and do it with authority and authority. confidence. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's interesting because when I think about, you know, a pipe smoking experience, very different. Yeah. You know, not like you don't, like, yeah, there's a confidence level that comes into a confident pipe smoker. But sure. I think of, like, more of, like, a professor, like, more of a contemplative person. Mm-hmm. It's more about the power of your mind, whereas I feel like the cigar is more about kind of just, like, that power. You know what I mean? Kind yeah. of the, the like, I, like, I think you said that kind of the, the authority that... that making a statement of confidence in the way in which you kind of approach cigars and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I got to tell you, John David, I don't know how to do that. You don't have that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to No, I do have that. Right. But I don't know how to do that. You see what I'm saying? Ah, like, that's, yeah. that's my point is I want to, for, for our listeners that want that. Yeah. How, like, I want to educate them how do and they more inter- accurately. I want you to educate me. How do they, how do, how do, how do you enter into that space? Yeah, exactly. Well, what are the, the words? What are the lexicon? That sort of thing. And, and, and a good thing to, a good thing to start is just with the, some of the terminology and definitions of cigar cigar. So let's, let's start there, I guess the, mm. um, you know, a good cigar, uh, is made of, of three different components. It's made of the, uh, the filler, the binder and the wrapper. 
And when we say wrapper, we're not talking about the cellophane on the outside. We're talking about the actual leaf that covers the outside of the cigar. Now, this is good to point out. So, right. you know, you obviously you look at a cigar, you see the leaf, you know, the leaf texture wrapped around. Yeah. But isn't the interior of the cigar just constantly like wrapped around like that? It's all different, right? Is that and right? So all, all the all the cigar, every every piece of the cigar is a is a different varietal, a leaf varietal, because they all play a different role in the in the in the game. Wow. Uh, it, within the symphony that you're kind of orchestrating here, so the filler tobacco that creates the center portion of of the cigar. This is the this is the leaf where uh, some of your flavor, but a lot of your power, uh, your strength. All of the combustion properties kind of come from this layer, so the center portion of the cigar. You know, a lot of lajero leaf is used here, which is the upper portion of the Criollo plant. And these are leaves that have, you know, a stronger, more robust flavor and tend to give the cigar more of its strength. That surrounding the filler is your binder tobacco. Binder tobacco tends to be tobacco that's more of a, a structural wrapping standpoint you're basically just trying to hold the cigar together but right. it, but it again has its own flavor characteristics and then uh, so much of the flavor of your cigar comes from the wrapper that right. outside leaf which, which I suppose makes sense because that's where your taste buds are first engaging with it the, is yeah. it is it's it's also getting uh, you know exposure to uh, the most heat and air, but it's also just typically a very flavorful and potent leaf. So that's where a lot of your flavor is going to come from is that wrapper on a cigar. And that's where a lot of the characteristics of, you know, when you look at a cigar and you say, oh, that's a Connecticut shade or that's a Maduro or that's a Sumatra. A lot of times you're referring just to that, that outside leaf that's there. Interesting. But two Connecticut shade cigars can be very different because of all the internal components that are inside. And so kind of the, um, it's, so it's, it's almost like a red velvet cake as opposed to like a chocolate cake. I mean, it might have the exact same icing and the icing is going to define yeah. a lot about what that taste flavor that you're going to be dealing with. That's right. But there can be completely different but beasts. The, the, the sponge, as it were, is, 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 is different on the inside. <laughs> right, and so right, it makes yeah. the it makes the cake very fundamentally different. And Interesting. So, okay. um, that's why when you go into a humidor, it's so tempting to look at a, a light-colored cigar, like a light brown cigar, and say, you know, I bet that cigar is kind of mild. Yeah. I'll, I'll get that cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go over here, and there's a really, really dark cigar, and you're like, man, I bet that cigar it's is packs strong. Packs a punch strong. right there, yeah. And a lot of times that's not that's not accurate. Huh. Yeah, a lot of times it's not accurate. And so so just knowing that, just knowing when you're walking into a humidor and trying to select a cigar, if, uh, you know, hopefully you've got a tobacconist there that's going to be helpful in the process. But a lot of it, you know, depends on what's up underneath the hood, right? It kind of comes with the territory that you have to have to explore a little bit more. So you've got these three components of the cigars, and then even within that, uh, the cigar might be made of a whole bunch of different leaves. Within the filler, the filler itself isn't just one tobacco leaf. You might have a you know three or four different varieties of tobacco leaves that make up the filler. Hmm, uh, that's also yeah. the case for the binder, although less common. And it is even sometimes the case for a wrapper. Sometimes we see nowadays the popularity of these barber pole cigars that are actually wrapped in different shades of cigar Definitely on the cool outside. looking cigars. For cool sure. looking cigar, yeah. very hard to manufacture, and so you know, as the cigar is is rolled, it's got the leaf that's been twisted around it to to give it that appearance, and also is going to change flavor a little bit as you're smoking the the leaf. So oh, that's int- okay. So all right, so that's actually a question I wanted to ask about those kind of wrap when they're wrapped like that because. 
you know, so I, I think about the fact that the wrapper cigar does impart that amount of flavor. Right. But I assume that's the case because of like specifically what your mouth is on and not necessarily what you're actually smoking. But you're saying that like the flavor that you're getting, even as you're kind of pulling in the smoke is oh, still yeah. pulling heavily, more heavily from the wrapper than the sponge. The, the, what, the, the, you filler, right. the filler, right. <laughs> the no, see, that's the thing. You're saving right. me so I can go in and not, you know. You're doing great. You get to look like an idiot here with me so that when we go to the cigar bar, you don't look like an idiot. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I want a pretty woman at a cigar bar. <laughs> and, I'll look, and I'll look like an idiot just because I look like an idiot wherever I go. I guess anyway. it's more of like, um, uh, wait, what was the one with the My Fair Lady? Well, My Fair Lady is a cigar bar is what it is. Right, right. You have no idea what I'm referencing. It's fine. Keep going. So anyway, the... <laughs> Once you kind of understand the mechanics, how a cigar is put together, then you can appreciate what it takes to select the proper one. I think for a really top shelf cigar experience, we have to separate a few terms here. So remember when we did our tasting wheel kind of yes. expose, right? Very popular series. So many people. Very learned popular a lot from series. That, yeah. Really proud of how we delved into to some of those items, and you know we, we were we were careful to separate a few terms there you know that you have two spectrums here that are kind of parallel to one another one spectrum is the power of the cigar it's how powerful is the cigar does okay. the cigar come across as oh man that's something i need to smoke on a on a full stomach kind of thing or or oh that cigar is really light you know i can just you know puff that cigar real quick while i'm you know golfing or you know on a walk or whatever so you've got this power level, but then you have a flavor richness level, hmm. like a like a level that's more like, no, this one tastes earthy and chocolatey and bold, or this one tastes grassy or hay-like. We kind of start thinking in our pipe tobacco helmets, you know, about, you know, English blends versus Virginias versus aromatics, you know, and y- you've got those aromatics that that are sweet and very approachable, but they're really strong because right. they have a lot of burley in them, and burley has a lot of nicotine. Well, cigars are the same way. You've got a cigar that might taste kind of mild. It's got a light flavor to it, but then the strength of it is something that affects your physiology more because it's got more nicotine. The you know just how it reacts with your with your body is different, and so you've got two kind of levels going on here. So so you have to know, okay, I want a cigar that is going to be full bodied, which means rich in taste and flavor. But I want something maybe that's not going to be as strong. And so I want something that tastes bold but isn't going to knock me over kind of thing. Right, right. And, and, right. and then you can find all kinds of combinations like that. Or I want a mild cigar that has some has some kick to it. You know, a mild cigar that uh, tastes kind of mild and approachable. But, you know, I want to know after I smoked it that, man, I smoked a cigar. You know, like yeah. I, you know, kind of got my heart thumping a little bit, right? So all those different combinations within the cigar world exist, and, uh, and a good tobacconist can help you identify those things. We've got a few cigars with us today, some things that I thought we'd kind of refer to a little bit. One of the cigars, the Ashton VSG that comes in that tube, it is a, a just a, a beautiful, beautiful cigar. Do you want to kind of identify what you're, what okay. you're looking at there? Yeah. So, all right. So, this it's interesting. So, as we were kind of like prepping for this episode and yeah. kind of discussing it and everything else... Like you, you were you were bringing out all these cigars, and and I know we're going to reference all these, but you know, and, and I see what I generally see when I walk into yeah. you know, any humidor, like you know, bunch you bunch of boxes, and you got you know you got your sticks, and they got the wrap it like the plastic wrapping on them, and yeah. that sort of cellophane, thing. yeah, cellophane. Thank you. And so I'm I'm looking, I'm seeing that, and then you pull out this looking thing, which is it's like it's like a plastic <laughs> covered uh, cigar, right? 
kind of a, a tube, like almost like a test tube, essentially. Yeah. Completely black, except for bands of gold all around. And when you pull this out, I was like, that. That right there can That's top shelf. That's yeah. that feels top <laughs> shelf. Like but I know that's not always the case. I know that like yeah. sometimes the the wrapping does not necessarily mean that you're dealing with a premium product. Sometimes it may be compensating for something. So I mean like this that's one's right. clear yeah. like so but the fact that you brought this to me means that the fact that this is coming in like a test tube, like, you know, nuclear uh, uh, bunker, plutonium type situation. (laughs) It, you know, Ashton with their, you know, gold crest with the two lions. Yeah. Literally licking a crown (laughs) eclipse written in the most like fantastic, like calligraphy. This is communicating something to me, John David. Yeah. And you just handed to me in this context is this communicate? Is it is it lying to me or is it being earnest? Like, is this quality right here? That cigar is quality. That's the cigar. I had two cigars at my wedding, and that was one of them. Yeah. And that that cigar is uh is very flavorful. So the Ashton VSG, the VSG is uh, stands for Virgin Sun Grown. Uh, this blend has been around since 1999. It's a Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. Now, what that means, the Sumatra wrapper, when we, the Isle of Sumatra, island of Sumatra, this is an Indonesian island, but they take this leaf that has this real zestiness to it, and they grow it in Ecuador. Ecuador is a shade-covered, uh, or a, a highly cloud-covered, elevated region uh, in South America. And so, the, the, the cloud cover there kind of creates almost like a filter system for yeah. the sunlight. And so, it's going to interact with that Sumatran leaf in a way that gives it a complex, uh, delicate flavor. So even though it's, 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 it's robust and it's strong, it has some delicate nuances to it that are just very hard to create, but it's, you're able to create it because the cigar growing uh, region in Ecuador uh, where they do this is just very uh, conducive to that. That, yeah. that cloud cover is so important. And so it's a bold cigar. It's incredibly smooth. It's got, you know, notes of that black pepper and espresso and, you know, soil. It's just, uh, it, it, it's got a lot going on, but it's also very palatable. It's something that, you know, is not going to just knock you over if you're totally, I don't know, not ready for it kind of thing. So speaking of not ready for it, I, I hope this is okay. Obviously, you know, you, you've seen you've seen me do this as you're talking. I've, I've yeah. busted the cap off. Yeah, and pull, okay? pull the cigar out. That's okay, great. Right. Yeah. Well, so and, I wanna... and, and this is a tu- cigar tube. This is so, a cigar tube, yeah. uh, some, some cigars uh, that, you know, are at this price point will start to come kind of in these tubos, which will help protect the cigar leaf. And this so. is, I'm, I'm assuming this is as is, right? Like there wouldn't, there wasn't also some cellophane that was wrapped That's around right. this or anything. Yeah. And I mean, I noticed that, you know, it popped off, you know, fairly, fairly easily, but this tube actually, does this provide some, something of kind of the same benefit of a humidor in and of itself? Or is it that they both kind of work together? It's a both and thing. Yeah. The tube really, you know, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a selling point thing. Some people really do prefer those tubo cigars yeah. because they, uh, it can kind of protect the outside of the leaf, you know, and, and makes it convenient to travel and that type of thing. But in essence, the tube is really more of a kind of a marketing ploy. It's just a nice package. For okay. The cigar all right. So that's what I really and, wanted to. Oh, that's, and that that's kind helpful. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and so uh, a lot of folks don't even like them, uh, you know, just because they take up more space or, or that kind of thing. So they'll actually remove the cigar from the tube before they put it in their humidor Interesting. or, or okay. something like that. So, that's good to know. But the VSG Fantastic Cigar, it's something that's going to give you that balance of a full-bodied cigar, something that's going to taste real rich and full, chocolatey with these notes of espresso and pepper. But the the strength, although strong, is not a super powerful cigar. Right. So it's, it's, it's something that if you want to kind of ramp up your flavor profile a little bit in the cigar world and smoke something maybe a little stronger than you're used to, uh, but not something that's going to overwhelm you, the VSG is a good bet. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Good deal. All um, right. So let's see. What else we got here? Yeah. So the other one I, I really want to reference today is going to be that Opus X that you've got right there. I feel like I've heard this. The, and you probably have. Talk about the we, Opus X. You know, yeah. the, the Squire has been a Fuente shop for you know a very long time. Uh, what you're holding in your hand here Fuente is, the, is the manufacturer. It's Arturo Fuente. Right. It's a Dominican leaf, a Dominican brand. And this particular cigar, that is, so years ago, I, I guess it was early 90s, they came out with a, a Dominican Puro line of cigars. When you hear the word Puro, what that means is that every leaf in that cigar came from one country. Okay. And so when it's a Dominican Puro, every leaf in that cigar came from the Dominican Republic. This is a so, regional experience to some extent. That's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. And that's that's kind of the goal in that. So what Fuente wanted to do at that point was create a cigar that really showed off all the best that the Dominican Republic had to offer in a cigar. Okay. That cigar that they came out with was very strong. It's called the Opus X. Uh, it, it was very, very hard to get in the 90s. It's still relatively hard to get now, although mm. not nearly as, as much as it used to be. Uh, but, you know, that, that cigar was very strong. What they did, they came out with this version that you're holding now called the 20th Anniversary. It's a blue ribbon label. It's very, very, very attractive. It literally has a blue ribbon around the... It is. It's a stunning... If you give it as a gift, you're like, wow, that's very impressive, you know. And this is a Dominican Puro as well, but they've they've put a milder blend into the cigar and so you're getting a similar experience there's a zestiness there a nuttiness that you get that's there that is unique to that opus x dominican puro experience but you're getting it in a milder package yeah. compared to the original opus and so it's a favorite of mine it's something that is is a real treat to smoke flavor wise with the wrapper what, what would you say there so it's a it's a mild cigar from a strength standpoint. It's one of those cigars that you know you can you can smoke it on a relatively empty stomach and not get yourself in trouble kind yeah. of thing as long as you're not inhaling it. But um, but it's a cigar that is is medium bodied as far as its flavor profile goes, and so uh, it's bready, it's nutty. This is a good cigar that's going to go with a nice cup of coffee or you know high sugar content bourbon uh, or something okay. like that. And so. You what know, about walking just, the streets of Miami? How would it taste? I like? think walking the streets of Miami, right. <laughs> you, you, would, you would look you'd look like a million bucks smoking an Opus X in Miami. I think so. So, so. let me ask you this, because you yep. mentioned, of course, blue ribbon, because this thing does have literally a blue ribbon around it. Yep. But it also has a blue ribbon, which is wrapped around what appears to be some form of kind of paper that's wrapped around it, which is also wrapped around kind of the band, which looks like it actually has two bands around it. It's a fancy cigar. That paper you reference is actually cedar. Is that right? Well, um, I was going to say it looks like wood, yeah. but I didn't know if it was like faux wood or something like that. No, it's a, it's a thin strip of cedar. My cedar, goodness gracious. Spanish cedar and cigars have a long history together. Really? There's something about 
the cedar, how it imparts its own flavor and characteristics into the cigar. Cedar also is really good at helping to regulate humidity. Yeah. Cedar's very thirsty. And so as the, as the cigar gets... Uh, aren't, aren't we all, <laughs> especially this time of day? Um, so as, as the cigar it gets exposed to more and more humidity, the cedar is as well, and the cedar is going to soak up some of that. And as the cigar gets into maybe a drafty environment or, um, you know, a box is opened and shut over and over, the cedar is going to help the cigar regulate uh, its own its own humidity level. That's, so, that's awesome, man. All right, so this, yeah. but this is what I wanted to ask you about because so much of it, aside from this, you know, the silicon wrapper that's around it as well, is you've got all of those wrappers. Yeah. I see people who seem to know what they're doing. Yeah. They pick up a cigar and they run it along their nose as if it was like <laughs> a mustache that they were, you know, as yeah. a mustache that they were just, you know, combing back and forth over their nose as they breathe in. That's right. Yeah. And so... So there's a couple of questions I have around that whole practice. One right. is when you've got like a cigar like this, I would imagine it's not kosher to take out the cigar and then like put your hands all over it and rub it up against your nose to determine whether or not you want to buy it. Yeah. If you do that, you've bought the cigar. You've bought the cigar. <laughs> right. So, I'll never forget uh, this gentleman and our gentleman, uh, use that term loosely, uh, in our <laughs> In our humidor, and he uh, he he was looking at the cigar, and then he kind of we were telling him about some. It was John, it was JD actually, who not me, but the other one that right, was right, right. that was helping him, and uh, and the guy was kind of comparing a few cigars, and JD was trying to help him pick one out, and the guy just took one and put it in his mouth, and JD just kind of looks at him and he said. Well, you bought that one, <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, you you, you bought that cigar, and yeah. um, so, but but I, I will say though, once you purchase a cigar, that's part of the experience of it. The, yeah. the cigar has, you know, we think about all the nuances that you get to enjoy with pipe tobacco and all the elements of the ritual that you get to enjoy. Uh, you know, as a as a pipe smoker, we enjoy uh, crumbling the the flakes apart or preparing the leaves to be you know loaded into the bowl and doing it at just the right measure so that it's got the right firmness as far as the tamping and all that stuff when you're ready to light your, you know, do your false light and then your full light. And and your cigar is the same way, uh, pulling it out of the cellophane, smelling the foot of the cigar to really take in the notes that you get there and smelling the wrapper of the cigar. You know, you're tasting on the cigar, you're tasting the smoke, but you're also with your tongue tasting the outside of the mm-hmm. leaf. Um, when you when you cut the cigar, which is the next part in the process, with a nice cutter and you've cut it properly, uh, taking a pull, a draw on the cigar with it being dry, with it not being lit. So, uh, you know, even, oh, that, interesting. even yeah. that in itself, getting some of that flavor from the cigar, it's kind of priming your palate for what you're about to experience. And then as you're smoking the cigar, is that uh, practice, is there a name for that practice? Not that you're aware? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But just, you know, taking that initial draw on the cigar before you light probably is a name for that that I've forgotten. Well, the reason I ask is because, well, all right. So I'm trying to think of like the last time I was in New Orleans was, I can't remember if it was with you or with my siblings, but. Regardless, we went to the cigar factory. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a ritual. It, you know, it's part of it. Yeah, if, if I'm in New Orleans, Orleans, you got to go there. I go to the cigar factory. <laughs> and so, you know, one of the things they do is they always, you know, you pick out your cigar. You know, they, they cut it for you. I mean, they ask you what kind of cut you want. And I remember, like, looking right. at them in, like, deer in oh. headlights kind of thing. Yeah. And I, and I felt bad because I was like, I'm supposed to know this stuff. And then I'm like, no, I'm not. This is, we're related. We're not the same. That's you know, right. like, it's okay that I don't That's right. know which kind of cut that I want for my cigar. I think I just said dealer's choice and went from there. Yeah. 
but like, you know, he, he lit it for me and everything else, which was great. But I feel like when that happened, I didn't get that, that opportunity to, to taste it. Yeah. Cause he was lighting it without, you know, just, you know, with torching it up and then handing exactly. it to me and everything. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times you don't, unless you sit there and, you know, kind of know how to do the, the lighting and cutting your, yourself and, right. uh, and go through those, you know, those steps. But yeah, you know, so so enjoying those little pieces of it. Also, feeling the cigar in your hand, rolling it in your hand to actually see the, the suppleness of the leaf itself. Like, does the cigar feel brittle? Does it feel... Is it coming apart it, in my Is hands? it coming apart? Yeah. Is it crackly when you when you listen to it next to your ear while you're handling it? Does it does it sound dry? Does it sound uh, it moist? Sounds like, is sounds it like the wrapper. Well, if you take the cellophane, oh, oh, if you, you take it out of the cellophane... <laughs> Um, you know, it does it have when you touch the leaf? Is it leaving uh, residual oil on your hands? Right. Now, all these are part of the experience of of smoking uh, the cigar. W- with cigars, there are you, you mentioned the different types of cut, and so this is kind of akin to uh, you know how you load your pipe up. You've got a you know you load it with this method or that method. With cigars, three there's kind of three main styles of cut that uh, come to mind. A, uh, a straight cut or a guillotine cut is just one where you're taking off the very cap of the cigar. And I got one of those cutters, yeah. That's the most common nowadays. Probably second most common is uh, what we call a V-cut. A V-cut is a wedge that you pull out of the end of a cigar. Right. Actually, I've got one of those here. This one is nice. This is made by Calibri, and it's 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 wonderful because it's got a V-cut on one side and a straight cut on the oh, other side. Oh, that's cool, yeah. But the V-cut pulls a wedge out of the end of the cigar, and I really like that because the wrapper of the cigar, that outside leaf... If you do a guillotine cut on it, a lot of times that outside leaf will start to unravel. Right. Uh, particularly if the cigar is a you know larger ring gauge or something like that, which ring gauge is just the uh, terminology we use for the the diameter of the cigar, what ring size it is. And so a V cut is nice because it removes a wedge of the cap of the cigar. And so it's going to draw the cigar in a little bit, make the draw just a little bit tighter, but it will keep the cigar construction more, you know, more sound while you're smoking it. So the third type of uh, cut is called a punch. Punches are also super common and it's basically a little a little circular razor that you're inserting into the back of the cigar, into the the cap of the cigar, uh, and then pulling out a small little plug right. yeah, of, the, yeah, yeah. of the end of the cigar. And these are common. Number one, it, it, it narrows the drawdown on a cigar, so some people really like that because it kind of focuses the smoke to one part of your mouth. They also are very convenient. You'll see a lot of punches that people have hanging on their keychain. Uh, a lot of premium lighters, cigar torch lighters, have the punch built into the lighter. It's easy to do that right. with, a, with a punch. And so punches don't work on every type of cigar shape or vitola. I was going to say like a torpedo. Does like that a torpedo of yeah. a, you know, a figurato cigar. You're, it's it's going to be... Um, although I've seen people do it and it's been really goofy, uh, you know, you're not really, it, it's, it's not really appropriate to do that punch cut on a torpedo cigar right. because, you know, just the mechanics of it. So on, on that type of cigar, typically you'll want to do a, a straight or a guillotine style cut. Okay. So oh, that makes sense. And then the, the lighting of the cigar to me is, is really the most magical part. And this is where I think I have the most fun as a, tobacconist particularly when i go to these weddings yeah i wanted you to talk about that and do these yeah. you know we do cigar bars at weddings yeah. you know you've got your you know your daughter your only daughter's getting married and you're spending a fortune on her wedding and you know what's what what's one 
you know, extra fun thing we can do that's One unique. thing for dad. Yeah, <laughs> one thing for pops or one thing for the groom, you know. Right, right. And a lot of times it's a cigar bar. Yeah. And, and, and so we've gotten into that business. It's been really neat. But that's where people really kind of awe at the cigar and it's and it's very akin in some sense to lighting your pipe with the cigar you generally will light it in two steps so we uh, we toast the cigar you're holding the cigar away from your face and holding the uh, torch lighter or flame uh, away from the foot of the cigar the bottom of the cigar where you can see the inside of it and you're just kind of you're, you're basically charring the foot of the cigar you're getting the sugars in that cigar toasted burned in order to start a good even fire and so that toasting that even burn we we associate this with the false light on a pipe or right. a, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 false char that you that you do on the pipe that initial char to get the pipe really ready to be lit in earnest you know and so you'll kind of toast the foot of the cigar likely while turning the cigar to make sure it's evenly toasted and then you put the cigar in your mouth and you puff the cigar while lighting it again and so you're lighting it again with the cigar in your mouth puffing on it being sure not to inhale and that two-step process will really ensure that the cigar is very evenly lit and that it burns at at a very consistent diameter the thing about a cigar, you think about it as a cross-section. Hmm. The reason why it's important that a cigar burns evenly instead of tunneling or, you know, getting bowed out on one side or, you know, if a cigar does that, it's not, it, it, the, the recipe of the cigar is meant to be smoked in a cross-section. Okay. So if it's smoked at an angle, if it's burning at an angle, if it's burning at some weird in some weird angle, even though it's smoking, it's burning, it's not, you're getting more of one flavor than you're supposed to. Right. You're getting more of this flavor or that flavor than you're supposed to. So it's very important as you smoke the cigar for it to be burned in a cross section. And that's why people will keep a lighter handy while they're smoking a cigar. To even it out. They'll touch it up. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times you'll see people take the cigar out of their mouth and they'll kind of touch up this side or that side to make sure that it's burning uh, they'll kind of help the cigar catch up a little bit. And a lot of times if a cigar starts to burn unevenly, if it's a really good cigar, it'll self-regulate. It'll kind of help itself, you know, catch up. Yeah. But anyway, that's the experience, you know. And then, of course, you know, the process of smoking the cigar is is akin to smoking a pipe, except it's a, a lot less fidgety. You know, you don't, you're not constantly taking your cigar and, you know, having to really work it like that pipe requires the care that it does. And so and that's why some people like a cigar more. But anyway... That's the enjoyment of it. And then I will say one last thing on cigar etiquette. A cigar is really meant to be smoked all in one sitting. Yes. And so that yeah. that's something to keep in mind. As you smoke a cigar, as you're selecting a cigar, if you don't think you're going to be spent spending that much time with the cigar, pick a smaller cigar. Try, try to pick a smaller cigar. What happens, you're fundamentally changing the chemical status of that leaf when you set the first half of it on fire. Right. So so you've set the end on fire, you're pulling all that heat and smoke through the cigar. And a lot of people think, oh, well, I'll just cut it off where I'm done with it and then pick up the second half the next day. That used to be me. Well, Absolutely, and you, yeah. you can do that. People do that. But it's very similar to when you smoke half a bowl of pipe tobacco, mm. set it on the table, <laughs> and then go back to it the next day, uh, it kind of yeah. tastes like shoe leather. <laughs> yeah, and why would you? And, and, there, and there's yeah. a reason for that. There's mm-hmm. there's a reason for it. It's you're, you've literally changed the, you know, chemical structure of the of the leaves as you smoked it. So just, just keep that in mind. A cigar is meant to be uh, smoked all in one sitting. So 
Um, right. So anyway, uh, just a just a primer, a short primer on uh, on cigar etiquette and uh, construction and and that type of thing. And um, hopefully it's helpful. Man, to, the to finer someone. things, cigars. I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I, ew, I feel like we need like I think we need a round two, honestly, with the subject. Matter. Well, we might. Yeah, and we some, might one day. Something to think about. But anyway, one way or the other, <laughs> man. Thanks for uh, thanks for upping my game. I can now go in with confidence a little bit. And I know, hope so. Know what I'm looking for. If it's a good tobacconist, they'll me- they'll never make you feel like an idiot. They'll try to anticipate your questions and help you make a good decision figure it out all right sounds good (laughs) sounds good fortunately i know a good tobacconist you know i'm glad you do no (laughs) (laughs) well that's the great thing man about this uh this world and this industry is we know so many great people that are uh, in and out of it and you know like the great people at missouri meerschaum who have a really really awesome deal going on every single tuesday is cob tuesday on their facebook page where you can go they've got different trivia questions things they'll be putting out to the community you want to try to get those answers in and possibly win yourself a little uh a little mm bucks missouri mission bucks <laughs> mm bucks that's right cob bucks cob bucks yeah <laughs> cob coin hey it's the new bitcoin oh, cob coin oh. oh we just started something we did okay take that dogecoin <laughs> whatever get, get you some cob coin by uh getting ready for cob tuesday head over to their facebook page participate there see if you win yourself a little something it's a great way to let missouri mirsham know you appreciate them for sponsoring this show what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co Your Your thoughts, thoughts, your your comments. comments. Listener feedback. All right, man, listener feedback this week coming in from Brian, who says, Hey, guys, you addressed a question of mine on air recently when I asked about what goes into the naming of blends. Remember that one? Uh, John David talked about how it was often a very personal process. I was struck when I saw Whale Song appear on the Country Squire website. I think we were all struck. Yeah. Brian, when we saw Country Squire or Whale Song appear on the Country Squire website, I know I was struck with struck, anticipation hurt. of knowing that I would be <laughs> in Miami and would be smoking some. But you know what? He, the amount of quality premium cigars I he's made in front of Opus me. X. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was struck with when I saw Whale Song appear on the Country Squire <laughs> website. The name didn't immediately resonate with me until I read the description. When I realized it was a limited edition made up of McClellan ingredients and that it was a Virginia Perique, which I know to be among John David's favorite style blends, I began to realize what the name really meant. Whale Song. Not only evocative of the iconic crest whale image on the cover of so many McClellan tins, but also suggestive of the barely audible songs whales use to moan the loss of a family member. This is representative of what a blend name can be. Simple, poetic, like a haiku. And again, that comes in from Brian. Yeah. Brian. Yeah, Brian, I think I think you nailed the essence of it. You know, it, tobacco names are, um, they are very important, uh, you know, to how you experience the tobacco. We had several names kind of on the, that were on the cutting board, you know, that didn't make it for uh, this particular blend. But we wanted the, the name of this particular blend to have weight and gravity, something that you could, uh, Bo is just glaring at Well, me. I was going to say, like, so upset. there are names Still. that were on the cutting board. I want to hear the names that were on the cutting board. You, you won't. You won't hear the names on the cutting board. And, and, and you know, the, the thing is... I'm going to get those names off air, you All blends... <laughs> 
these, these tobacco blends that come out when you, you know, the name itself has power and um, it, it evokes emotion and all right. that, that, that you're trying to communicate when you're, you know, when you're smoking the tobacco, right? And so we wanted this to have a, have a gravity to it and a, a finality to it, but also a, a, a little sense of hopefulness. This is not a playful tobacco. This is a this is a tobacco that carries some weight and some some gravity. It's storied, some sincerity to yeah. it. And so I think the name was appropriate. And so we try to do that when we when we name our blends. Yeah. You know, we we did a top three ten tobaccos. I think at some point we should like consider names. And I don't mean names of just yeah. tin tobaccos because when I think about like loose leaf, yeah, the name is the tin, yeah, the name is the package. That's all you get, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. so, that's that's such a big component to, mm-hmm. especially like the blends at the Squire. I mean, mm-hmm. not to downplay it. I mean, y'all have got kind of y'all's branding and kind of the the sure, you yeah. know, the calligraphy that's kind of involved. But in But you it think about all the you know other tobacconists around the country that have come up with their own uh, tobaccos over the years and and what they've named them and you know a lot of those names are really powerful yeah you know and, we need to carry we, a lot of weight yeah we need to do a top three tobacco names that needs to be That'd something be for the future for sure yeah i'm gonna write that down to make sure it happens <laughs> but brian thank you so much what a great uh listener feedback and hey if y'all got some listener feedback for us head over to uh, countrysquireradio.com which has got all of our contact information for example you can write into the show at show at countrysquireradio.com or you can tweet into the show at squire radio or into the shop at underscore country squire or John David at John David Cole. But again, all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Now, I'm reminded here, as we've just done our finer things on the cigars, that many a year ago, we actually did an April Fool's prank where we renamed the social media stuff to be, let's see if I can remember it. It was City, uh, oh man, what was it? It was City Night, with a K, TV, <laughs> uh, the premium cigar podcast. No, right. the, the, the premium cigar television show. Television show. <laughs> yeah. And so it was like a complete opposite of everything that That's we funny. were. And yeah. so, but I kind of feel like today we did become. We did City. City Night. City Night Cigar, cigar Podcast TV show. Yes. Yep. TV. <laughs> Minus the TV City show. City Night TV. Was that it? I can't remember. Anyway. Oh man, <laughs> I had fun, man. I, you know, it's a, it, it's a real pleasure. Uh, Pipe tobacco is my first love, and that's what brought me into the industry. But um, it is a real pleasure working with uh, cigars and cigar smokers, and and I love it too. I man, so. well, I'm, I'm very, very excited about all these premium cigars that are just, just sitting here in Miami. Yep, sitting here in Miami with us. Yep, and uh, and and unlike Will Smith, uh, we do light it. We do right, right. <laughs> We put them in our mouth. That's right. All right, way, man. Let's go today. See you, brother.
Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.